Hey there, amazing lady. Well, here we are at episode seven, where it's all about the sales. Back in episode three, I went over how to plan your event so that's profitable. Now it's time to really zero in on how to sell those tickets like they're going out of style. By the end of this episode, you're going to be armed with a ton of knowledge, tools, and tips. So let's get started, shall we? Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Events for Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm Jen Murray, the event planner for online entrepreneurs. If you're ready to host successful, profitable events that uplevel your business, cultivate your community, and impact the world on a greater level, all while being true to yourself and your brand, this podcast is definitely for you. As always, you can find out more and connect with me over at my website, relateescape.com. Ready to get into today's episode? Let's do this. All right, everyone, I'm so excited about this topic, about this episode, because there is so much wonderful, amazing, crazy value that I'm going to give you today to help you sell those event tickets. One slight note before I dig in, my lovely Greyhound Hobbs is sitting on the couch behind me and he's been moving around a bit. So if you hear some uh, weird sounds or some jangle of his dog tags, that's Hobbs. He's just doing his thing. He sends his love. Um, but I want to dive in because I have a lot to cover in this episode. So if you are near a notepad or a computer or dry erase board, I have those all over my house, then feel free to go by every so often because I feel like you're going to be writing down some great notes. So I have three topics that I'm going to cover in this episode. You know how I love to keep things very organized and on point. The first thing I want to talk about is the type of tickets that you can or should be, in my opinion, selling for your events. Now, of course, this depends on what kind of event you're doing. If you're having a very small event, maybe all of these won't apply, but it's good information for you to know because you're going to be doing different events, I would hope, uh, as you go along in your business. So when it comes to the type of tickets you should have, you should have three types, and these are gonna kind of in intermingle, um, and you'll see why here in a second. So the first type you wanna have is just your regular tickets. Just think of it as your general admission. They're coming to the event, they're getting the um, full experience, the full general admission event experience. The second type that you should have, in my opinion, is a VIP. And the VIP experience means that they're getting something extra because they're a very important person, quote unquote. I kind of like to think of it as you're just, it's your chance to be just to impress them more, to love on them more, to give them something extra and elevated. And so they're gonna be paying a, a higher price point for their VIP tickets. Now this of course depends on your event size as to whether you have them or how many VIP spots that you offer. But there are a ton of things that you can uh, offer value-wise to give yourself that VIP option. Because sometimes on the onset, people think, oh, I don't really have anything that would be a VIP experience. I just want you to think of it as giving them a lot more value. And when you start thinking of it that way, there really have a tons of things that you can add on. Here's just a few that are 
uh, popular and can be great and very effective. So perhaps you can, again, depending on how many attendees you have, offer a one-on-one -on -one session with you. This can be great if you're a coach, and again, your numbers are small that you can do this, but if you're gonna be upselling into a coaching program or one of your one-on-one -on -one services, this can be a great way to get people primed for that upsell, especially if they're not a current client. There may be a friend of a client who came or somebody who's followed you but hasn't bought from you yet. So it can kind of be, uh, it can kind of serve dual purposes. You can also do a group session or panel. So something that's just unique to the VIPs, they're getting some kind of extra group experience. You can offer their, them things like priority seating so they can get seated first or be seated up front um, if that's what they like. You can give them a special event or dinner or some kind of just fun activity or outing that's only for the VIPs. You can give them some kind of a special inclusion into a course or group program that you have that's outside of the event. That could be, I would say this would be just sort of a creme de la creme kind of an added bonus. Um, but it could be something that entices people. If you have a really popular program that people are always dying to get into and you really want to help boost those VIP sales, you could offer, you know, let so many people into your course um, when it's usually closed or give them a specific discount, that kind of a scenario. And of course, it's usually customary to give them a VIP swag bag so they'll get some added gifts in there as well as opposed to those who get the regular swag bag. Now when it comes to both the VIP and the regular admission, especially if you're having a larger event, I recommend having early bird pricing. So early bird is when they get to uh, get those ticket prices, the regular or VIP for a lower rate when you first open up the ability for people to get tickets. Now, how long that period is sort of depends on how long your tickets are gonna be on sale and how big your event is. But you wanna do it so that um, they do have adequate time to get the early bird because remember when you're first opening up your ticket cart, as I like to call it, uh, you're trying to gain momentum, right? So you need to calculate for some time to get the marketing out there, to get that momentum a little bit and people to buy those early bird tickets. But you also don't wanna leave them go on sale for so long that they don't seem like an early bird anymore. That people who've been seeing your messaging for a while are kind of like, oh, those prices have been out there for a really long time and that just seems a little odd. So be careful, okay? But you wanna do an early bird of both your regular and your VIPs and make sure on your marketing, such as on your website, that you're showing what that price difference is so they understand how much they are saving if they buy now versus later. I also want to mention that you can sell directly your early bird and VIP tickets. Now, I kinda of hinted at this in the last episode in episode six, but you can uh, you know, get your best clients on the phone really early on in the sales process and sometimes like even before if you're just looking for proof of concept because you can get feedback from people at the same time and just offer them a chance to get that early bird or VIP or early bird VIP 
ticket to your event. So you immediately have some people sign on, you've got some momentum going, you have some cash flow coming in, which is also great. And it's also a good idea to allow people to upgrade from a regular ticket to a VIP. Because sometimes people will just get, you know, they make the decision to get their foot in the door and do that regular ticket. And then as they're, you know, continue, now they're a little more invested in your event. So they're probably watching you on social media if you're doing posts about the event behind the scenes and getting your emails. And so it just makes sense to offer them a chance to upgrade their experience because they've already bought from you once, right, for the event. So if they're seeing all the other amazing things that are going on and what they get for the VIP, it can be a good idea to encourage them to take that step and then you've you've upgraded your sales, okay? And make sure also that you have a set amount of VIPs. You don't want to have so many that when the VIPs are at your event, they're kind of wondering why they don't feel as special. Because um, if you showed up to, let's just keep the math, math easy, if you had a 100-person event and 50 of them were VIPs, they wouldn't feel very special when you're there. So make sure that you have a good number for your VIP and there's a limit. And once you hit that limit, cut off those sales. All right, so tickets. We've covered tickets pretty extensively. If you have any questions, feel free to hop onto my Instagram because I cover a lot of tips and, and tricks, not just in tickets, sales, but in all kinds of other areas. My handle is at relate period escape. But I also wanna cover two other things today, so let's get cracking. I wanna talk about promotions. So there's a ton of things that you can do. I'm gonna go over some of the more popular and effective ones. But one of the best things that you can do, one of the most effective things you can do is have the people who've already bought your event tickets market the event for you because they're already bought in, right? They're already loving it. They've invested in it. They're going, they're excited. They're probably following you on social media. So one of the more popular uh, things to do is give them like a one-time special link that they can send to a friend, a fellow entrepreneur, where they can get a ticket for a certain percent off. I've seen up to as much as half off. So you send this special link to the person who's bought from you. They either post it on social media or email it to a friend. They can only use it once because you want to limit how much this promotion's being used, especially if you're doing a certain percent off. And then they can encourage somebody to come. So you're getting somebody who probably doesn't uh, hasn't bought from you before, which means you have a potential new client and you're spreading your reach. And it's a great, great way to use the buy-in of your attendees to help bring in more ticket sales. You can start that kind of promotion as early as when you, you know, open the cart with early bird pricing. Don't think that you have to wait until later on in the process. Start it early on when people are super excited and the momentum's building and you've, you start getting those sales in. Just offer them that ability, include it in the confirmation email, just put it right in front of them. You can also do fun contests. Say, so for example, let's say for you know every current tickle, tickle, every <laughs> current ticket holder, who you know encourages a friend to also buy a tip to get over a you know a specific two-day period that you specify 
Maybe those people get a special group dinner with you or some kind of fun activity with just you. You know, make it um, feel exclusive and fun. Just send a, a certain time period and say, you know, if you've already bought a ticket and you invite a friend and they buy during this two-day period, you will both get this dinner with me, this outing with me, whatever fun item that you want to offer. One thing I will mention that will help in any of those ideas is supply social media graphics and even swipe copy to go with them so that it's very easy for your attendees, the people who are going to be coming to your event, to share those promotions and contests or even just about the event itself on their social media. Because remember, everybody's super busy these days and even though they're excited and they've bought into your event and would probably love to help market it, it needs to be as easy for them as possible. So make social media graphics for stories on Facebook and Instagram for you know the size for the posts. Maybe make one for LinkedIn or even to put in an email. Um, do varying styles that still match your brand because if they you know are very particular about having stuff that doesn't jive well with their own branding, they have some options. Make it super easy for them. Put it in a blatant place. And it's a great way to encourage them to market for you. Now, one last item I want to go over before uh, this episode ends is marketing tips. I just kind of have some, uh, I don't want to say random, but <laughs> the only category they fit under is marketing tips. But they're really good tips and I want you to have them because they're going to be so helpful. So if you're co-hosting an event or if you're thinking about doing an event, and you think it might make sense for you to co-host, one of the great benefits of that is that you can market to each other's audiences, especially if your audience is not currently familiar with their audience and vice versa. So you're very easily able to cross-market your event and each other's services. It's a really great way to widen your reach without it being complicated or you know, you paying for ads or something. You're just naturally, you know, you're both both doing this event, you're marketing it to both your audiences, but each audience gets to hear about the other person that they didn't know about. You can also reach out to any entrepreneurs uh, that you know that have audiences that would be interested in your event. Obviously, you don't want to do this with anyone who's, like, you would be competing with what they do. Um, but if you're, you know, if you have a really good relationship with that entrepreneur, maybe they'd be willing to, you know, advertise your event just complimentary um, as, as a courtesy. If you don't have that kind of relationship, you can always see if there's a way that you can swap publicity. If you're both on the same level business-wise or audience-wise, you could offer them a comp ticket to your event in exchange. Just make sure that you are you know, really laying out what that exchange is so that at the end there's no misunderstanding or hard feelings. I also highly encourage showing a lot of behind the scenes action as early as possible on your social media, even if you're just working on the idea on your computer or working out the schedule or looking at venues. Uh, I don't suggest putting out detailed information or giving away too much about the event because you want you know you want them to be surprised when they're there but if you're going to look at venues if you're you know which would give you amazing visual graphics 
if you are you know working on a logo or something of that sort the sooner that you start building interest for your event and the sooner that people kind of start building that buy-in because they're following what you're doing and they're interested the more primed they're going to be when you open up that ticket to cart and start selling because they already feel like they're on that journey with you and they're excited and they're just so much more open to buying than if you didn't show anything about your event and all of a sudden you're like hey come to my event it's going to be you know this this and this and all of a sudden it's from nowhere you've lost the chance for momentum if you start that behind the scenes earlier on you're going to build that momentum so when you open up your ticket sales you're just accelerating the momentum that's already there and last but not least you can also do polls about the event so for example you know put a poll out and ask you know what dessert should be served at dinner and then you know have some options like gluten-free brownies or cheesecake or ice cream um, and post them publicly and your attendees who those who've already bought tickets they can kind of weigh in and feel like they're shaping the experience which is cool for them but those who haven't bought tickets yet will feel a little you know feel a little more compelled to get in on the action because they kind of feel left out right like you're posting about these amazing desserts at this event that's going to be at this you know great venue with all these great people and you know people they're seeing how others are excited about it and it kind of just helps that motivation to maybe push them over the line so that is it guys that is a ton of information I've just thrown at you, I know, but I know how important this uh, topic is to entrepreneurs. One of the most common concerns I've heard are things like, you know, when do I know to call it? How do I know to call it? In other words, they're afraid that they're going to come, you know, several weeks up to the event and they're not going to be selling enough tickets and then they wonder if they should cancel. And I don't want you to ever be in that position. It is true that sometimes with events, especially with larger ones or ones that have a longer um, ticket sales period, because they need to, uh, but sometimes it makes people drag their feet a little bit. And so that's why I want you to really start doing a lot of the things that I've mentioned today where you're building momentum, you're making it fun, you're getting people to buy in, you're giving them amazing value so that they will purchase your VIP, that they'll purchase your early bird and just get in there and, you know, just make it fun for you, for them and, and have a successful event, which, as I always say, is my goal for you. Hey there, amazing lady. Did you find value in what you heard today? If so, please take a moment to head over to iTunes, to the Events for Entrepreneurs, the podcast channel, and leave a review and subscribe. It'll help the show find its way to other event-loving entrepreneurs just like yourself. I'd also love to connect with you on social media. My handle is at relate period escape on both Instagram and Facebook. Until next time.